Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 354, Get Your Head Out of the Dating Game and Get Into Your Body. I am Sandy Weiner. I'm host of Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to have the love you want and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and in love. Today, I am excited to be speaking with somatic psychotherapist, businesswoman, facilitator, movement meditation consultant, Heather Nichols about the importance of getting out of our heads and tapping into the wisdom of our bodies to create better relationships. And uh, boy, can I relate to this topic. I pretty much lived in my head most of my life. So I know that not only I live there, but most of my clients start out living there. And um, they're super successful at work and really struggle in relationships. And I think so much of our wisdom lies in integrating our bodies with our heads, and especially as women. So I'm excited to speak to you, Heather. And um, and as I mentioned, I help women to value themselves more and become women of value. And what I mean by that is that they learn to speak up, they learn to show up more authentically, and they learn to take a stand for the things that matter to them. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become a woman of value. This week's tip is love yourself first. We tend to put ourselves at the bottom of our list. And I remember when Oprah said, are you on your to-do list? And I was like, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> right? But we, we do that. We, we put everybody else first. We make everybody a priority. And then we walk around drained and resentful, and we just become martyrs of our life instead of victors of our life. So when you take the time to really find what nurtures your soul, what nurtures you as a woman, as a person, and do those things first. And and one quick tip on that. This was something I find as a it's a real super tip starting with when you wake up in the morning. Don't go to email, don't go to helping other people, which is what we tend to do. Like email is being of service to others. Nurture yourself first. So whether it's just making that delicious cup of tea or coffee and sitting in silence and drinking it or drinking outside, meditating. Some people do dance routine in the morning, like just put on music and dance, but like leave the news off. Don't go to email. Take care of you, and I guarantee you your day will be so much better. So before I bring on Heather, I just wanted to uh, let you know that I have a Facebook group. It's a free group called Your Last First Date. It's a private group. So it is a protected group, and it's really to service women who are over 40 and are struggling to find their last first date. So join us. We are a large group. We are monitored daily by my beautiful monitors, and so we keep this group forward-moving, positive, and really supportive so that you learn to really have the skills to find your last first date. So it is called Your Last First Date. You apply on Facebook in the group section. And now for my guest, Heather Nichols. She is a master's in social work. She's a joy of business facilitator, a movement and meditation consultant, a tantra practitioner, and somatic psychotherapist. 
She combines her expertise in in mind-body therapy with 20 years of experience in the world of business and entrepreneurship to facilitate people toward a fuller, more joyful experience of business, life, and family. She's an access consciousness facilitator, healer, and a mom. She has been running a weekly radio show for more than six years. She also facilitates workshops and private consultations online and around the world. She refuses to take no for an answer from life. I love that. And she brings to her work a fierce commitment to create joy, ease, and wealth on the planet in every aspect. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. You're welcome. So great to have you, another radio show host. And the name of your show is called Creating Beyond Reality. For anybody who wants to go check it out, it sounds really interesting. It's it's a mix of everything. And so I think <laughs> I think that everybody can get something out of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about getting our head out of the dating game. Um, before we get there, I would love for you to share, like, what what made you interested in doing body work, in doing somatic work? Because I think it's such an interesting field. Yeah. Um, You know, I've just kind of always been a body person. Um, I, my mom had to lie about my age when I was two to get me into a dance class. Um, and told the teacher that I was three. (laughs) And um, that's been, you know, that was the beginning, really. It's like as soon as I could walk, I was dancing. I was doing gymnastics. I was a diver in high school. Um, Just always loved my body, loved to move my body, actually really enjoy and have always enjoyed my body, which I didn't realize was kind of rare um, Mm -hmm. until, you know, I got a lot older. Um, and I I became a social worker and I was doing, um, I had a private practice doing psychotherapy and was exposed to body-centered psychotherapy and movement therapy and um, was like, yeah, of course, of course we would include the body in change. And um, I found as a therapist, when I, when I brought the body in to my work, the change that people would experience was just so much faster and more dynamic and more lasting. And, um, and so it was like, I mean, our bodies are a huge part of our lives and, you know, so many people ignore our bodies. And yet when we do, you know, we really, we're actually like, it really, really diminishes what we can create and the relationships that we can have and everything. True. Really true. Well, it is rare yeah. to um, to really enjoy your body, unfortunately, and this is a business for so many people to help women appreciate and honor their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. what what do you do? Like, so say somebody comes to you um, in, as in your work as a social worker, how would you integrate the body into that into the work that you were doing? Yeah, well, it's changed now. Um, I, you know, when I found the tools of access consciousness, um, that was even faster. Like, I, I love just 
really speedy change <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and not just not just like on the surface but actually like change that really lasts and is like you know permanent and um and so when i found access consciousness it was even faster more dynamic you know more effective in a lot of ways than what i was doing before and so I started doing that and now um, there's just, there's so many different tools that I play with, but the body still is a huge part of the conversations that I have with people. And I do hands-on energy work. Um, There's a lot of different hands-on modalities in, in access consciousness and just different, different types of energy work that we do. And, um, you know, I think one of the things is our bodies tend to hold our stories and um, so when we clear our stories and we, we change our stories and we don't live from our stories anymore, um, I mean, the stories of, like, limitation that we think are true, um, you know, allowing the body to let go of that is a huge part of um, what allows the change to really filter into every area of our lives. Mm. So that kind of brings us into the dating world. So is that part of why getting out of your head and getting into your body in the dating world is so helpful? Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I. Uh, we were just chatting before we went live um, at the, about my relationship, and I have a um, really amazing, really, really different relationship of almost nine years um, with a man that I met at a Tantra retreat. Um, And the story of us meeting was so, so informed by my body. Um, I had started to kind of, I'd gotten divorced. I had very, very small children. They were one and three. When I got divorced and I really looked at a lot of what you were talking about, this, you know, what's where am I valuing me? Where am I including me in my life? Like, you know, and how I really hadn't been doing that when I was married and took a lot of that apart and started exploring the world of Tantra and um, came across this um, website and I, I signed up to get on their list and all of that. And shortly thereafter, I got an email from them about this um, retreat that they were doing in Antigua in the Caribbean and my body, as soon as the email came in, I will never forget this moment. My body went, we're going. Uh (laughs) And it was just this like sense of like the intuition, but also this like knowing in my body. And I was like, okay, you know, I didn't go into my head about it. I, I listened to my body and I listened to my intuition and to me, they're very connected. And I was like, okay, cool we're going, you know, and I just, I didn't hem and haw about it. I didn't think about it. I just, you know, sent them the application and proceeded toward, you know, going to this retreat. And as it got closer, this was probably six months before it happened. Um, as it got closer, I just started to have this sense of like, huh, I might be meeting somebody here. And, um, and but it wasn't a. I didn't make it significant. I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go meet my soulmate, or it was just, huh, my life is really going to change at this thing. And and I went and and I showed up the first night and um, kind of looked around the room and I was like, oh, okay, well maybe I won't be meeting. Like just there wasn't 
anybody, you know, there wasn't like a pop or like a sense of like, yes, you know. And then all of a sudden, my partner Brian walked in late and sat down right in front of me and I went, oh my gosh, that guy, that guy, like, who is that, you know? And, mm. you know, the rest is sort of history. And we, we met and we got together and, and we didn't, we really didn't you know, we were like, this is long distance, he has kids, I have kids, we have, you know, but we just knew, and we just have really followed our intuition, and the sort of, like, gut sense of what we would like to create with each other ever since then, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we have such an amazing relationship, and even with long distance and all of that, it's been been incredible, but if I had been in my head about any of it, none of it would have ever happened. You know, there's, there would have been way too many objections that my mind would have come up with. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what happens, you know, and I see these women who come with this long list of like, he has to have this and he has to have that. And, and it's often just safety. It's all about safety. Like he has to, he has to make more money than I do. Well, why? Oh, well, yeah. because that's the way it is. I'm not going to live a life of poverty, blah, 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 you know, and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> slow down here. You make a good living. What if you met this amazing person who was such a, an incredible soul connection and he made $10,000 less a year than you? Is that it? That's off the list, you know? <laughs> so when you're not judging like that and you're feeling into yeah. it, so is that what you're saying? It's like your intuition, your body, it feels into your decision rather than your head going, let's see if he meets my checklist. Yep, totally. And it's funny because I did have, I didn't have a checklist, I, but I really had, I was very clear on what I was asking for in a relationship, um, but it was really from that honoring of me and what I knew I valued and what I would like to, like somebody that I'd like to create a life with. And so I was clear and he actually totally exceeded that. Um, Uh. But I didn't, I didn't, you know, measure him against the checklist. It was like my body just went, Oh my gosh, who is this person? You know? And, and it was like, Oh wow. You know? And it wasn't just like a sexual attraction, although that was definitely there and still is. Um, but it was just a sense of like this being, this person in front of me, all like the whole package is so nurturing to my life and my body and everything that the the specifics don't really matter. And and even this, you know, okay, he has three teenagers, he lives in Seattle, he has two businesses, I have two little tiny kids, I live in Boulder, I you know, none of that I didn't listen to the rationale around any of it. Like we were both so willing to just go, no, this is something really special. It doesn't matter what it looks like. And that's one of the things, one of the kind of a tool I could offer um, from that we play with a lot in access consciousness is it never shows up like you think it's going to. And <sighs> if you know that going in, then you can, it's a lot more fun, you know, because if you have a checklist, and like you said, you know, $10,000 less a year, and you're like, oh, no, sorry, you know, but this could be somebody who could totally expand your life, and you're like, nope, sorry, you don't meet the checklist, wow, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's a bummer, <laughs> you know, yes. um, it really doesn't ever show up, and so for both of us to be like, oh, here we are, you know, we're, 
it's like ha- like having a marriage, although we're not married and we don't plan to be um, long distance. We actually love having a long distance relationship. We don't have any plans to live in the same place at any point, and we could, but it's not. We don't have the point of view that that needs to change. We love to travel. We love to live in both places. We travel all over the world together. Um, it's this, you know, and it's also a relationship that a lot of people don't think is real, you know, because we're not married and we don't live together and we don't, you know, but we've created something that is phenomenal for us. And uh-huh. it's all been from staying out of our heads, staying out of the decisions and the computations of what it's supposed to be and allowing the magic of life to show up and show us and invite us mm. to something greater. I love that. I, I so agree with you on, on so many fronts. I think <laughs> that when you go in thinking anything has to look like anything, you know, you often you often miss when it shows up. So that could be true yeah. for work as well. Like, you know, you think, oh, yeah. oh, I really want this. And then something even better shows up. But you, you're looking for something else, so you walk right by it. And and so, and and I really believe this to be true. And maybe I don't know if you agree with me, but that I think men are generally better at trusting their intuition when it comes to dating than women. And I've <laughs> seen men who just feel into it. They're like, mm, doesn't feel right. I'm moving on. Women are like, mm, doesn't feel right, but. He's good looking. He has a good job, so I'm just going to give him ten more chances. And it's okay if he treats me terribly because that just, <laughs> um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we all have our our um, our things, you know, that stick us and where we stick ourselves. And um, I, it may be just a little bit different for men, or you know, I mean, but I do see that a lot with women too, where it's like. Oh, but it's okay if he's unkind. It's okay if it's okay if you know, mm-hmm. and that's really I I would say I I did that in my marriage pretty dynamically. It was like well, and this is actually something I see a lot with people who do a lot of you know have a lot of like personal growth conversations and they're that they play with and you know that are like in that conversation in their lives is it can be this weird sort of downfall because we go, well, we can change. And, you know, I mean, I know like when I was married, there was, we did a lot of therapy and it was like, well, this is about growth. And, you know, but there were things that really just didn't work for me. Um, And it's not that my ex-husband is a bad person, but it, it wasn't a good fit. And, um, and, but we sort of use the crutch of personal growth to like, be this way that we could force it to work when we just actually weren't compatible <laughs> to begin mm-hmm. with, you know, and, yeah. and we had some amazing kids, so I'm really grateful. Um, but it's, you know, there's so many people in the world, you know, it's not like there's a shortage of amazing people. Um, and when we get clear on what actually works for us, and like you said, this huge piece, the value of us just because uh-huh. not for anything other than because, you know, I am, <laughs> I'm me, that is valuable. You know, you are you, that is valuable. Um, then we can really invite somebody into our lives that will 
make that greater, make us greater, you know, rather than be like sort of fitting the checklist, but okay if they don't and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so much about like excusing behaviors that are inexcusable and tolerating disconnect when things can be so much better. And that, that was really the catalyst yeah. for me to get out of my marriage since I stayed for 23 years, which was a really long time. And mm-hmm. I was really unhappy, but I honestly believed that that was as good as it was going to get. And yeah. I had such a terrible view on love and relationships. And then I, I met somebody, um, a man, who I became attracted to and I didn't even know what was happening to me because I was so shut down for so long my body had turned off and so it was like whoa I'm not eating I'm not sleeping I'm like tossing and turning every night and I don't know why and I finally Mm -hmm. realized oh my god it's been switched back on and I don't want to ever go back to having it turned off again like it was too big it was too big of a, um, a risk to live the rest of my life that way and so that's, awesome. you know, there's so many people who just stay there and just go, well, you know, it's not going to get any better. So it's yeah. it, it really opens up possibilities when you let that go and realize there is so much better. There is a better fit. And it's, yeah. it's like, um, like if you were to renovate a house and it had terrible foundation and you just kept putting work into it and putting it. It's the same thing with a terrible relationship. It's like yeah. it has to have that good bones, just like a house has to, in order for you to put the work in. Otherwise, you're yeah. building on the straw house. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ignore your, and you ignore your, you know, whatever you want to call it, gut, intuition, awareness, um, it's a major, major, you know, uh, compromise of the foundation um and i will say you know one of the things i love about access consciousness is it is so extraordinarily pragmatic and everything all the tools all the conversations are very much about this pragmatic creation of your life and relationships and everything business money all of it and it's very different in that the most pragmatic way to actually create a relationship, but really anything um, is to actually get out of it. Your mind is always going to lie to you. It's always going to, you know, tell you that it's, it's the thing that goes, well, maybe it's okay. Maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Maybe I could you know, get better than this. That's always your mind. And so what your mind can sort of come up with and what you can create with your mind is so tiny compared to if you really are willing to let go of control and go, okay, my body actually has a lot of brilliance. My body has a lot of wisdom. My being, like my awareness and my intuition that even goes beyond my body is really brilliant. And that's where the juice is. That's where these, we we can find these relationships that actually make our lives greater in ways that we could never imagine. Um, but as long as we're listening to like in our heads and listening to the junk that our mind is telling us, um, mm. it's always going to diminish what you can create. And uh-huh. it can be a scary kind of conversation and playground for people because it is 
you know, there's so much control that our mind does that we think we need. Um, so it's a little, can be a little, you know, nerve wracking or whatever to go beyond that. And that's where I always like to bring in this piece that it's pragmatic. Like it actually is going to work. You're going to get what you desire and way greater if you stop trying to force it with your head and your mind and start really being aware of what's actually true, what's actually true. Yeah, so the control piece, and this, as soon as you said it, I'm thinking how many people are going to hear this and go, but I need to be in control of my life, and you can't tell me not to be in control. So <laughs> let's let's talk. And also the other side of this, and I'm thinking about all the women who have had trauma to their bodies. And yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of those women, their bodies are not a safe place, and yeah. it's much safer yeah. to live in your head. So. Yeah. What are some of those pragmatic tools that we can use to get into our bodies, even if we've had terrible upbringing, something traumatic has happened? Yeah, yeah, and I actually, this is a huge part of my work. It still is. Um, When I was a somatic psychotherapist, it was a huge, I did a lot of work with trauma and Mm. really facilitating the body to unwind trauma because it does, trauma does, it changes our nervous system. And the need to be in that, we get actually stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze pattern neurologically. And it's very difficult to, this conversation is sort of like, ah, you know, how could Mm -hmm. I even think about being out of control? Like I have to stay, I have to protect myself. Um, And, you know, I just want to say too that trauma is also like abuse and trauma are far more insidious than we think. It's not just if you've been sexually abused or physically abused. It's very much a part of our world in, in, in every way. I mean, when we don't include our bodies, when we don't, you know, acknowledge how brilliant we are and what we just know, um, that is an abuse in a way of, of the, like the greatness of who we are. Um, so that's, you know, kind of a bigger conversation. I just, put that out there to plant the seed Mm. for people. Mm -hmm. Um, But so pragmatic tools, and one of my favorite really, really pragmatic tools is um, an energetic process in access consciousness called the bars. And it's um, different points on the head and you literally just hold these points and the, any like traumatic patterns, um, neurological patterns, um, there's these kind of fight or flight protective responses, the need to control a lot of our just thoughts and feelings and emotions actually dissipate. And they literally, it's almost like deleting your hard drive on your computer or cleaning it out, defragging it, you know, um, where anything that doesn't serve you, anything that's not you, anything that's stuck in your body or in your energetic system actually is it literally gets deleted and it's it's amazing. I mean it's like one of these I had done a lot of energy work for years and years and I had my bars run, which is what we say having your bars run. Had my bars run the first time and it was I was like I have never experienced anything like this. It just felt like she just poured bliss into my body. But there's this clearing that happens with the bars that is really dynamic. 
um, that, you know, like I said, I've never seen before with anything else that I've done. And you literally lay on a table and have your, you know, somebody just holds these points on your head and you get off the table and you are different. Like you have more space, you have less need for your mind, less reactivity. Um, It's amazing. The the gift that it is for everything, including things like PTSD. Um, And one of the things that's so cool about it is it's very, very easy to learn. You can learn it in a day. Um, There's people all over the world that teach bars classes. There's people all over the world that offer bars sessions. And when you go to a class, you get two sessions and you give two sessions. So you learn it by doing it and practicing. And Mm -hmm. you don't have to know anything about energy. You just hold somebody's head and you hold these points and it works. So that's one of my very favorite tools, and um, it's amazing what it can create for people. Hmm. Sounds really interesting. Um, yeah. Will you? Uh, is there a link to it that people can look up? Yes. Yeah. If you go to the Access Consciousness website, it's accessconsciousness.com. Um, you can search for bars practitioners and bars facilitators, and they literally. I think we have people doing bars in 176 countries, so almost every country in the world, um, and growing every day. Um, so it's pretty easy to find people. Um, and um, there's a lot of, of um, Facebook activity, like the, a lot of people that do access consciousness are very active on Facebook. So okay. that's a place, too, for people to, to look. There's groups and things. So. Okay, that's that's good to know. Okay, I'll include mm-hmm. a link to that in the show notes. Um, so yeah. this this conversation is is deep, and we could certainly even just talk about the last part for another hour. Um, yeah. I think just the whole <laughs> thing about trauma, and it's it's just so important to reconnect to our bodies and yeah. and to stop just just overthinking everything. It, it is just so crucial. So. Um, if you had one last tip to share with our audience so they can go on their last first date, what would it be? Um, I would say, you know, really, like, do whatever you can do to get more connected to your body. So, you know, whether you go find a bar session or, or you know, just listening to the sensation of your body paying attention to your body more. Maybe you move more, you know, go for more walks or do yoga or, you know, whatever is fun for you, however it is fun for you to move your body, but just acknowledging your body more, honoring it more, having more of a connection with it and trusting that when you have a gut feeling about something and that we all experience that in different ways, it follow it, play with it, experiment with it. You know, maybe maybe just you play with it for a day and see what that's like. And you can go back to your other ways of being tomorrow, you know. Um, take an hour and just see what it's like to just follow your intuition, follow your awareness, follow your gut, um, listen to your body and, and see what shows up. Because part of it is just, because it is actually so pragmatic, it's like, Part of it is just giving ourselves the experience of what it can be like to have a different world that is beyond our head and, um, and seeing, oh, 
this isn't so bad. This isn't so scary. This actually works. This does actually create a greater life for me. And, you know, giving ourselves that experience again and again, um, it can be really life-changing. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you. Um, tell, tell our audience uh, how they can get in touch with you, Heather. Yeah, um, thank you. You can find me on my website, which is heathernichols.com, um, N-I-C-H-O-L-S.com. And um, there's, a, there's um, links on most of the pages there to um, sign up for my newsletter and stay in touch that way. Um, on the home page, there's one right at the top. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm very active on Facebook. Uh, my page is Heather Nichols CF, C like cat, F like Frank, um, for certified facilitator of access consciousness. Um, so those are both easy places to find me. And I, I really actually, I love connecting with people. I love getting messages from people saying hi and um, I I just love people and I love these conversations. So I'm happy to to connect with anybody who's interested in more and who has any questions. Awesome. Well, we'll have all that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your wisdom today, for helping our audience see the wisdom and the value of reconnecting with their body and their intuition and really practicing this on a daily basis until it becomes more integrated into who they were and how who they are and how they date. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful. And um, just, you know, please know, everybody, you you really, you deserve to have a relationship, if you would like one, that is really fun for you and really honoring of you. And it's possible. And when you include your body and you get out of your head, it is, even more possible and and what would it be like if you had a relationship that made your life a hundred times greater than you being on your own and what if you don't have to settle for anything less it it really is possible and your body um, knows a lot about how to create that so Mm. that would be my wish for for the world yeah (laughs) And you're living proof <laughs> that it happens. So, it so listen to Heather. Really <laughs> <laughs> you have to jump off a few cliffs every once in a while. <laughs> yes. But it's totally worth it. It is totally yeah. worth it. Um, yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening today. And if you love our show, please follow us and um, give us a rating and review wherever you listen. We're on every platform. And I hope you go on your last first date very soon. And don't forget to join us in my Facebook group, Your Last First Date. Have a great day.